WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. You know, just having a good time. Having a good time. Uh, Sporting a little Christmas present there, it looks like. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little reverse retro California Golden Sharks. Eric Carlson. EK65. EK65 jersey. Finally got it. And it's the most awesome. perfect one ever. <laughs> The fact too that the like the revelation that you realization that you wanted that jersey and then you could finally had a player to get that jersey. Yeah. Right? On the show it's just seeing it over the progress of November to today. It's just it's amazing <laughs> to see it in person. It feels it, good. You manifested it happened. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe my wife just hears me talk about it a little bit too much while when we're doing this, but <laughs> it's fine with me. Caught the hint. Yeah, you got it just in time for uh for New Year's Day when the Hawks play the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should I'm not gonna be rooting against the Hawks, but like a Hawks loss is always good because better chances at first overall. Exactly. Um yeah, so a couple games were played uh since we last recorded. Hawks went one and two. Kind of right. One and two. They finally they snapped their second eight-game losing streak in the last like eighteen games. I th- or no, it was yeah, eighteen games. I think nineteen, nineteen, eighteen games. It was insane. But anyway, uh, first up, <laughs> that, Nashville. That just goes to show you, you can't beat the Hawks nine times in a row this season. <laughs> yeah, God forbid. We're There's not- no nine-game losing streaks happening here. We're bad, but not that bad. <laughs> We're not the Flyers here. Um, oh. Anyway, the Hawks uh, took on the Nashville Predators, which interesting thing about this game, too, was the Hawks were rocking the white jerseys at home. This one. Yeah. Were, was Nashville, I forgot, was Nashville wearing the reverse retro? Is that why? Yeah. It's in the reverse retros look, it's the same color scheme as like what their normal like, homes are. It's just that older, like, logo, the. It's, you. <laughs> You ever watched the show Reboot when it was on in like the early 2000s? Where it's it, it's like a really bad CGI looking kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of what that Nashville Predator logo yeah, looks true. like. It's it's like a like an early 2000s rent like makeup of a a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they just wear the red, yellow red scheme? Like I think it would have been a lot easier. Get a lot more people hungry out there because red and yellow apparently makes you hungry. That's why McDonald's has those colors. All right, you learn something new every day. Yeah, right. Tanner then, facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Useless shit that Tanner knows. <laughs> but yeah, this was one of those games where you know Nashville came came in. We're not like they are underperforming majorly this year. I think a lot of people had a lot higher expectations for this team. I think they were on paper looking like they were going to be a top three team in the division. I mean, at least competing for that second think, third spot. I think I said in preseason that they're probably going to, I mean, they had like career years from several players last year that like, if they wanted to get back to that or better, like they're going to need to have the exact same kind of outcomes. And that's not what's what that's not what's happening so far. I think 
uh, Yossi might be get, or not Yossi, sorry, uh, Saros might be getting back into the groove. I know he started the season pretty shaky. Um, I mean, he played well this game. Like the two yeah. goals that end up going in were such shit goals. They like ricocheted off of people and just found their way into the back of the net. And the fact that they happened like, like shot after shot, like back to back. And I was like, uh, are we, is this how we're going to do it today? And then, of course, like, nothing else happens because Saros is a monster that fucking loves playing the Hawks because he's just going to shut us down all the time. Yeah, he's um, ha- he's had 37 of the 39 shots he faced. Or, yeah, he faced. So, I mean, he's so good. And it's like, I hate yeah. Nashville always has good goalies. And I hate even more that they drafted that rushing goalie. I already forgot. Oh, Askarov. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just it's just going to continue for them. Like, it's just yeah. nonstop. But the good news is apparently they just can't fill a team around him to uh, to keep them competitive every year. So that's good. But Well, that's, yeah. the, that's the big thing that happened last year. They got career years from, like, Matt Duchesne. And, like, I think Ryan Johansson had a great year. Like, Mikhail Granlund, like, Phil Forsberg. And we all know, like, Yossi had 95 points, like, most for other defensemen in, like, a long time. Yeah, he... Having all that combined is just, like, huge for them. And then they also just barely squeezed into the playoffs. So, yeah, they true. just they needed to like perform even more from that. Oh, I completely forgot Eli Tolvanen. They fucking waved recently too, and he got picked up by Seattle, and he was like one of the guys that they were really looking into. That, was a, that was a surprise. Yeah, waved him. I think everyone was kind of like, it was that was the guy that like was drafted not in the first round or something by um, Nashville, but. Like a couple of years ago, I remember people being online just being like, "Oh, this Tolvanen guy is gonna be sick. He's gonna be so good. He's gonna be like Connor McDavid." And then, where are we now? He got fucking waved and was in Seattle. I mean, and watch him just tear it up now in Seattle. I feel like that's what it's kind of like that uh, first couple seasons of like Vegas, where like guys are going and there's no real like this is the superstar on the team, so everybody's contributing and everybody gets a chance to and. Well, I mean, he's, he's not really doing funny. too great. He's only got two goals, two assists uh, in 13 games played. In Nashville, though? He hasn't even played in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I wonder – I don't even know how long he's been in Seattle for. He just <laughs> outbombed every game in Seattle? Dude, Seattle does not give a shit. They're fucking – Healthy scratch and Shane right, and they're like, "Oh, we will take in Tolvin." And guess what? He, Sit on the fucking bench. <laughs> he hasn't played since November nineteenth. Is he hurt? No, he's not listed as hurt. That's funny. Either That's way, whatever. Funny. Uh, yeah, but I think Nashville's gonna probably end up start picking it up a bit here. I don't know what it is if they weren't scoring or if like Saros was having some weak games. I don't know how Lankinen's doing in, as a backup. Um. Uh, Saros has like some decent stats, but he's just sitting barely above 500 right now. So I'm assuming that they're probably not scoring very many goals. They're just not giving him the support he needs. I think that's the yeah. big problem. Um, Lankinen is three and four with a two six four goals against average and a nine two five save percentage. So I mean, it's not horrible. Yeah, I mean, when you have that save percentage, like you should be winning games. But that really, just that just sounds like they're not scoring. Actually, I remember when. Pre-game, they were talking about how these are like two of the lowest scoring teams in the league. So that, that makes the most sense again. Yeah. Um, it was another – it was an interesting game. Like you mentioned, the Hawks scored two really bad goals. Uh, 
37 37 seconds apart. And we're like, oh, oh, the streak's going to end. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, Shane scores a goal to tie it up with five seconds left to go in the second period. Typical Blackhawks fashion, lighting up a big goal with less than a minute left. Um, Then a minute and 27 seconds into the third, Roman Yossi goes, gets the team on the board up three to two. That is a big goal uh, for one major reason. And Tanner, would you take it away? He ties the franchise record in points. And of course, because it was mentioned during the like either first period or pregame when they said Roman Yossi is just two points shy of uh, being the all-time leader in franchise points, I just go, oh, so he's getting two points today. he needs three goals to get 800 so what does he do he scores three goals uh he gets a whenever you need to reach a milestone play the hawks they'll get you there (laughs) he gets an assist on the power play uh six minutes into the third uh that gives him the career what was it like seven or no 560 something 576 uh probably 567 um because yeah he's only got one point since then he's at 568 and who was who's the leader was it david leg it's gotta be david leg i think it was david leg david leg natural goal scorer everything that they've said every single time he touched the puck in nhl 03 i think oh really what is I it thought... like the crystal ball ua looks into his crystal ball <laughs> yeah every time david leg would touch the puck in that game David Leguan's a natural goal scorer. Like, <laughs> or I guess in real life, anytime uh, Bobby Ryan touched the puck, and everybody would be like Bobby Ryan from Cherry Hill, like California or something like that. Oh, I fucking I can't I can't remember Miss Bobby Ryan, man. But that's why I also thought about Bobby Ryan because isn't David Leguan the guy that he turned inside out when he was on Anaheim? Oh my God! Yeah, that playoff like Deke. No stick, and he just got screwed. He should have just like let him go. I mean, you just embarrass yourself even more. Yeah, he spun him around like two, three times, and then just ends up scoring a goal. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it was Ryan, David, David Lee going? He had 566. There you go. Okay, perfect. 956 games. Not too shabby. It's crazy. It's crazy that I mean, I know defenses are like it's a defensive, offensive, defensive game now with a position, yeah. but it's still crazy to me that. An all-time point getter is a defenseman, but I guess that just shows yeah. how much the game has really kind of adapted well, to that. Actually, just speaking of that, real quick, then too, isn't it recently that Ovechkin just became like the all-time shots leader? Yeah. Do you know? And he beat Ray Bork. Ray Bork. I mean, he had a, which is a how shot like a lot. Holy yeah, shit. just speaking about like defensemen, like that shoot and like get points, like Ray Bork. For coming from a time where, like, I don't know, I feel like defensemen were more of like stand in front of the net and be the shot people. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna, he's just leading the, the entire league for years in career shots. Like, that's he crazy. was a different breed, though, man. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm, I just pulled up his stats really quick too 410 goals, 1,169 assists for 1,579 points. Yeah, I wonder how many of those assists were just like rebounds because of how many shots he took. Oh, probably majority of them. I right. Mean, it's so shit. Oh man, looking at his 21 seasons in Boston, two in Colorado. Had to go cup chasing. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he 
got it. At least he got it, you know? Right. Yeah. Suck it. Um, Every player that's done that before, Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> Jerome McGinley. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else you can do about that, though. Yeah, but. Yeah, so Hawks fall again, four to two to Nashville. That made it eight games in a row, and then come to town the day before Christmas Eve. Columbus Blue Jackets. This is initially the first game I thought the Hawks were going to win in December, but obviously mm-hmm. the New York Rangers blew that one. Um, and I was like, part of me was really hoping the Columbus was going to tear it up, but I think the Hawks needed just some moral a moral booster a little bit like they're not going to win a lot of games so let's take advantage of uh the ba- the really bad teams when we can yeah i mean we got to get a dub every once in a while it can't be like that depressing and i mean the good thing about this game too is like patty kane finally gets on the board again because he had been without a goal and uh i can't remember how many games but lot. <laughs> if you if you haven't been paying attention as to why the hawks are not scoring very much it's the team like Patrick Kane's shooting 4% currently. And but before this game, I had looked it up and he was only shooting at like about 2%. So, Hey, there we go. Doubling it up. Maybe it was like three or so, but like he's leading the team in shots and he has five goals on 121 shots right now. And his career average is around 11%. So it's just, astronomically low i mean we're talking about we're talking about people being snake bitten this season too like with like kurashev who gets like a ton of chances and just like also misses the net or gets the post or like somebody i think during this game kaner took like a a nasty clapper that ended up catching like corpusala like in the top of the stick and it was gonna go top shelf and it was just like god damn man like (laughs) shit like that that just keeps happening all right, so he um, shoot the puck a lot. I was like, who? Keener. I was trying to think like what his average yeah. was. It's I mean, two- yeah, he gets the puck on net because he's always out there in offensive situations. You know, like he's always looking past first, but he knows when to shoot, and he'll take those chances too. Plus, he typically hits the net. He doesn't. He doesn't. He rarely misses the net when he's shooting. Unlike some players that like would rather miss wide than like because- hit the net. That's like that just shows how good of a playmaker he is because like he knows you hit the net, you hit the pad in a certain way, like you know, like you get mm-hmm. that right shot, you're you're leaving an awesome opportunity for for one of your line mates or or whoever is supporting you on the rush or something like that for a nice rebound opportunity. Like it's insane at the hockey IQ he has. Oh yeah, and it's that's why it's so frustrating. When you hear fat, like non-Chicago Blackhawk fans just talk down about him, and you know, like it's like, yeah, whatever, think what you want to think, but it's like you gotta admit, you have to admit, he is one of the greatest players to play the game, like easily oh, the yeah. top American of all time until Austin mm-hmm. Matthews really gets going in his career and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah, it really gets going as he's fucking killing it. But still, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's just he is so fucking good at what he does and, and and knowing how to do that and i i was just looking at his shots too he his 82 game season 16 percent shooting percentage jesus yeah unreal was that when he scored 40 uh, Plus? uh that was yeah 46 
That was the 15-16 season. Mm-hmm. His heart's his heart season, yeah. Yeah, that's Art Ross. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's just. I mean, that's why I think like in some games where it looks like he's checked out, I don't think he's checked out. I think he's just frustrated because like he's shooting. He's not, it's not like he's not shooting or anything. He's not trying to get the puck to people. Like he's shooting, and it's just not going in. And well, I just yeah. he's just getting pissed. I mean, if I was him too, I would be super fucking pissed. He's only got five goals on the year currently. He's a competitive um, guy. I mean, yeah, it's hard to go. Even from. if the team's doing bad, like he's he's typically doing really well, and like he's also his points aren't showing it. Like, I mean, I think we talked about it before, but like he's leading the team in points, but he's like the last in teams of like point leaders. Does that make sense? <laughs> like every everybody's point leader has more points than him. Oh, you're so talking about like compared to all the other NHL teams? Yeah, all gotcha. the other NHL teams. Like, and it's like by a lot for like some some teams. Do you um, do you think like this struggle, like for him to get points and goals and all that? I mean, again, it's because of the team around him, and it's not all yeah. on him. Do you oh, yeah. think that's gonna affect his next contract, or do you think he's built enough no. of a name that it's? I think 15 years of hockey has shown one. that he's yeah, that's... really fucking good. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I get, yeah. One off season with a team that's not built to win isn't gonna fucking like at least like in the last few years he had like built really good chemistry with Debrinket, and then this season he doesn't really have the time to build the chemistry, and he's just had a rotation of other guys on the left wing while Domi's been in the in the middle and at least Max Domi's been having like a pretty good season for himself and he's not like a huge goal scorer either I think we mentioned it before like he has one season of like over 20 goals um but he's having a solid year uh Panarin was his linemate 15 16 16 17 17 18 right uh, I thought it was only two. Oh, two yeah, maybe it was. Was it three years or was it two? Feels like forever ago. Yeah, which the crazy thing is, it's not that far ago. Um, no, so yeah, it was only two seasons. But yeah. it's like look at kind of I'm because I'm just looking at like his stats, like from years when he's had a solid line mate. Mm-hmm. Fifteen sixteen was his Art Ross here. Uh, sixteen seventeen. He put up another 89 points. Um, then 17, 18, 76 points, it goes down. 18, 19, was that the first to brink it year? Uh, maybe. Yeah, Alex. Uh, no, no, to brink it was the year before when he had 44 goals and 66 assists. Oh, 18, 19. Yeah, sorry. I, I got yeah. it mixed up. So My it's bad. like you had that transition period where he didn't have a really a line mate that he's got the chemistry and build with 17, 18, where he only puts up 76 points and you get somebody good with him. Uh, like to bring it 110 points, 84 points, 66 points in the shortened season, uh, 92 points last year. And then now he's got nobody like, it's just, yeah, it's God, it's insane at how much we let this guy down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rough. And it's like, like the same thing it was. It was game. good to. It was good to see him get like three points that game, though, too, because you could see how excited he was. And it was good to see him get get points with Taves. Yeah, that was good. Good too. Like they both like after Taves scored that goal, 
and they're doing the like, little huddle celebration of that. Like just this smile that they both had, like mm-hmm. uh, fist pumping all that kind of stuff. It was like God, I I'm I'm gonna miss that. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to win more games for them. <laughs> um, in this game as well, it was a uh, Staylock's first game back, um, from that concussion that he suffered against the Islanders in the November beginning 1st. of November. Yeah, November first, exactly. Okay, kids so that's kind of kids first game. First game back gets a dub. Not only was it the, his first dub in his first game back, but it's the first win in the United Center since the third of November. <laughs> so basically, they didn't win a game at home for almost the entirety of his injury, <laughs> and it's just hilarious because now they're what eight and whatever they have eight. Just looking at yeah, I'm just looking that up, and he's got four. And he's got four, so he's got half of their wins, and he missed like half the season or a month and a half, basically. It's funny that he was the one, one of the people that I was just like, why? Like, that's going to be so bad. That's what's going to be the reason why, like, we tank to the bottom. And he's, like, one of the few bright spots. I mean, it's crazy to see the way that they played in front of him because it, it's they seem to have a little bit more giddy up in their step. Yeah. I mean, it was a definitely – it was a rough game, too. Like, it was very physical. They – it's weird because the hits don't seem as high, but there was plenty. There was twenty-one and nineteen penalty minutes. There was a lot of penalties taken. There was a lot of like after the whistle kind of shit. There was the one <laughs> when Stalock picks up like I forget what his first name is, um, but Olivier like picked up his stick and broke it. There's like, in the middle of like a TV timeout. I think he like Stalock was at center ice like chirping fucking good Branson, and I think it was a uh, Colby Cohen was like between the benches. And he was like, yeah, you could hear Stalock talking to Good Branson, and they weren't sharing nice words. <laughs> it's like, okay, Stalock, you're like, what, I think we saw 5'11", and Good Branson 6'4". It's like, let's not get someone else on the team murdered because you want to chirp the fucking biggest guy on their team. Was, was that after, like, he broke the stick? Was that after Taves just got fucking destroyed? Yeah. Taves got which, rocked in the corner. Which was a clean hit. I don't know, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he just wasn't expecting it because he had already chipped the puck away and then he just got caught off guard. But, I mean... up to the stick and just stepping on it. Like, he's a fucking psycho. I think that's why the team plays... He's insane. I think that's why the team plays so well in front of him because they fucking love that. Like, like, he's your typical goalie. Like, nutcase in the net. Like, let's go. Like, fuck everybody else. Like... And it's, I mean, he's been playing great when he's out there too, which is the best part. Like he plays the puck. He, he, and he almost contributed on one of the goals, I think, where he like tossed it up to someone. I remember seeing the replay, but fuck, it feels like it's so long ago. Um, it was one of the Athanasio or Radish goal where he played the puck out to the guy at like the blue line on like a regroup. And then they brought it all the way down and scored. But yeah, I mean, oh my god! You know what I just realized? The way that they're doing the the goalie, they're basically switching off every other game. Mm-hmm. He's got the net tomorrow or tonight when you're listening to this against St. Louis. St. Louis, Bennington. If he gets the net, oh, it's Stalock going to be the guy that puts Bennington on his ass for? What are the chances? <laughs> What are the chances where you see all over the NHL and like Reddit and everything, like Alex Stalock, like fucking knocks out Bennington? <laughs> if Stalock is the reason Bennington finally gets his shit kicked in, 
for for all the stupid shit, you give him a lifetime contract. Yeah. Or if he, I mean, even if they just go at it, just make him fucking like own up to all the dumb shit that he tries to pull. Oh my god, Bennington starts like chirping for the Hawks bench, and then Stalak comes flying at him like goon style. With, yeah, uh, or, or like, can you imagine Bennington doing something like he did to uh, Sorokin, where he fucking runs into him like while they're changing, like getting off the ice or some shit? Oh my Try god, to do that to Stalak. I mean, he, I, he's a fucking psycho. So like, let's see what happens. <laughs> Oh my god! I just got really excited for this game now. <laughs> yeah, you got me really pumped. <laughs> all eyes, all eyes on Staylock and Bennington. <laughs> oh, well, that's a social media clip to promote tomorrow's game, <laughs> right? But, right? Well, we got a little, we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, because there's still right. another game. Another game. I mean, we really don't have to spend much time on this one. Hawks going to Carolina. Well, here, here, here. Let me let me paint you a picture. Okay. Let me, let me find paint, this real paint quick. Just, paint <laughs> just a word picture here. Okay. Just imagine that the date is october 14th november 14th you're playing the carolina hurricanes <laughs> you lose three to nothing now the date is <laughs> december 27th you play the carolina hurricanes and you lose three to nothing how does that feel just copy paste it's all it fucking is no it goals right. against carolina <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels right Jordan Martinick scores in both games. We Brent talking, Burns also gets an assist in both games. We were we were talking about how you know the Hawks needed that win against Columbus for the morale. Yeah, they needed this loss against Carolina to to, to remind them what the end goal is for this for this season. Also, I mean, Carolina's just on fire right Fucking now. Fucking wagon in fuego, in fuego, dude. Nine in a row after this game. They are 9-0 and won their last 10. They're on a 15-game point streak. They jumped all the way to first in the Metro, and I think they're currently second in the NHL total. Um, yeah, second in NHL total. They, yeah. They are just fucking killing I mean, it right now. And he, it's just another one of those games where, like, Sure, they lost three nothing, but Mrazic played great again, man. Like forty six saves on forty nine shots. Like he's, <laughs> I feel so bad for him too, because it's like what we were saying with like, um, with like Saros. Like he's playing great, but he's getting no support, and that's pretty much what Mrazic's had. Yeah, but fuck, man. Like the other positives is Hawks are always winning more faceoffs than the other team, and. They're always out hitting. Just they just can't get on the score sheet. Other teams are just so good. <laughs> They're just Patrick, so good. Caroline's about to get Patcheretti back too. I think it was like end of January or mid January. He's supposed to come back. Yeah, dude, this this might be Carolina's year, man. Oh, what, imagine if they get like they try and go after Kaner. Well, that did you see like before the game or like. I don't know if it was like during like morning skate or something. They ask uh, Tara Vine and they're like, can you imagine Jonathan Taze or Patrick Kane in another jersey? And he smiled and he goes, yeah, one. And he points to his jersey, yeah. uh, the logo on his jersey. That's not bad. It would look weird slightly. Be- I mean, still red. Still, still got red. a white. And white then jersey. yeah. They got the black. It's just a different logo. I mean, we, we, we got Cam Ward. So maybe we they can have, give them one back. 
they have their first round this year, second round this year, first round next year, two second rounds next year. I mean, they got the picks. I wonder who they drafted. I don't think they drafted anybody in the first, like what their higher, highest draft picks are of recent. Oh, man. I wouldn't be bad, though. I mean, we did have that classic old school uh, Tuomo Road Route 2 for Andrew Ladd trade. Yeah. You got history. <laughs> I mean, nobody involved is still a part of the either organization, but hey. It's there. <laughs> we got cups. We all got cups. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's funny that um, it's against Ranta, though, too, because I feel like maybe he was feeling it a bit with Kachekov playing so well. And then right now, like, Anderson's still hurt. So it's kind of like once Anderson comes back, like, Ranta was kind of maybe on the chopping block, you know? It's darling 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez. Kachekov is the new Scott Darling. Dude, he's having a fucking great year. I think he's like 10, yeah. 1, and 3 with three shutouts. Yeah, like, it's something crazy like that. He's playing very well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible game. Like, the Hawks did what they could. They're just not as good as Carolina. Carolina's fucking just, really good. Yeah, you just got beat by a much better team. A team that was, I think we predicted, was like one of the top of the league this year, too. Like. Yeah, and I, they're 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 ramping it up right now. So like, fuck, man, like, look out. Like you said, like they, know, they're probably yeah. gonna be some of the favorites. I want to revisit. I gotta figure out if just revisit like our predictions, right? For like preseason predictions and see kind of like how off we were. Because I mean, a lot has definitely fucking happened this year, right? Uh, all right, all oh, here, real quick. Your predictions, your East champs, you had Tampa. Yeah. Your West champ, you had the Oilers. Okay. Oh, and, is it for playoffs? Yeah. And your yeah. cup champ, you had uh, Tampa. Neat. You <laughs> had Huberto wins the heart and Art Ross as your hot take. Huberto? Damn. That's rough. <laughs> and Sorkin will outplay... Shesterkin, which I think it has been happening. Yeah. Shesterkin's been playing really well still, but I think uh, Sorokin might have a little bit better stats, even though I think Shesterkin has better, more wins. Oh, woof. My picks are so bad. <laughs> Is it like when you always do like every oh, Hawk God. player wins yeah. like everything? Uh, I, had, I had the Rangers as the East champ, which, I mean, they're turning around. They're having a day. I mean, since that Hawks loss, they been doing really well except for they just lost their most recent one but eight and two in their last ten my west champ i picked the flames woof gross yeah and then i had the rangers gross. winning at least but really interesting oh yeah my bull take to bring it gets traded to chicago uh to detroit detroit yeah and then detroit knocks out toronto in the first round <laughs> i fucking would like it's the possibility it's a possibility and i would love it but anyway yeah so that that's what happened hawks went one and two over the last week, uh, we'll do three stars of the week really quick here. And I think you just have to kind of focus in on the Columbus game here. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, first star I'm giving, I would, I say it should probably be Stalock. Yeah, why not? Second star, Keener. Keener. Third star. 
like Domi. Should we Hayes. keep? Should we keep the tradition of non-hawk speed and give it to Yossi for? Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say Yossi for setting a franchise record in points. Yeah, we'll no, do. Why that. not? You'll see. No, not. I think that's like three in a row now that we've had non-Blackhawks. <laughs> I think we had Kirby for the shootout win. We had Ovechkin. For 800, 800 goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, coming up then, they have three games coming up here against St. Louis. In St. Louis, St. Louis 16, 16, and 3. Um, hopefully, we get the Bennington Stalock matchup that we were just yeah, pumping. The so tired now. <laughs> uh, then we got Columbus again. Um, they're 10, 21, and two. Hopefully, Columbus gets a little revenge there. Um, little interesting, controversial post game activities happen in Columbus. Um, very interesting. Um, this game takes place on New Year's Eve, and post game oh. in Columbus, they are doing indoor fireworks, which sounds bad for you know, indoor fireworks, but given what this team just went through two years ago. Um, I don't know if they are uh, really thought this one through. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's weird. Just, I don't understand. It's bad enough with a cannon and Mizler, uh, first Leakins, Leakin, yeah, and his issues with everything that happened. But now you're gonna put fireworks out there. Yeah, that's that's insane. Now you're gonna bring the fireworks inside. Inside, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they will play again on New Year's Day on the back end of the back-to-back uh, against the San Jose Sharks, who are 11, 19, and 6. Um, this is the first time the Hawks are playing them since we beat them early in the season. That was when we were on our, like, three-game win streak. I think so, yeah. So <clears throat> Was that the game that, that there was, like, two shorthanded goals from, like, Lafferty? Lafferty and Dickinson? Yeah. Yeah. Laffy Dick, baby. The Laffy Dick line, baby, which I think they've been playing together again a little bit. I, I yeah, I feel like they have been too. <laughs> As I'm on the Hawks page right now, the very middle thing says blog Dickinson Lafferty creating spark once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so a couple other things I wanted to talk about really quick with Hawks talk. I know there's not really. It's a weird. It's like with the holidays and the holiday pause. There's really not much to talk about, but. Um, January is coming up. That time we record will be two games. No, one, one or two games into the month of January. They have a seven game homestand to start the month from the first to January 17th, where they face San Jose, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Calgary, Colorado, Seattle, and Buffalo. Then they go on the road for two games against Philadelphia, St. Louis, home for one more game against LA, and then they do the Canadian trip against Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. This is a really interesting month, I think, for this team because there's a lot of games in that that I can see them winning. Oh, you oh, I didn't I didn't think you were going that route. Okay. <laughs> you could see them winning? Damn, okay. San Jose. What maybe Arizona, maybe Arizona, Philly. Philly. Buffalo, maybe. I mean, it really depends. That could be a game where they beat Buffalo or a game where like Paige Thompson decides to score eight. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> We'll see what happens. We'll see but what kind of go, Buffalo team they end up playing. Yeah, but then to kind of go hand in hand with that too is I think January, you're starting to get established of who's contenders, who's not. You're going to start seeing the teams that are probably getting ready to sell, getting ready to sell, getting ready to buy. And 
is this the month that you know Taze or Kane get dealt? And how much is that? That's gonna be a huge effect on there too. I mean, you have the March third trade deadline, so I mean, there's still a lot of hockey to be played before like it actually happens. But mm-hmm. certain teams, I mean, especially what they're probably gonna have to give up to land Taze or Kane, they might want them sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, to guarantee that you get them. Don't let it get so close to the trade deadline when you know that other teams are going to be on the hunt. And do you think, and I don't know if that's true, if I'm, if my thinking is right, though, but it's like you kind of get max return, too, if you give them more time. So, or do you get more Maybe. return if you wait? I don't know. Either way, I think Kyle Davidson, if he has pay, him, pay a premium to get him earlier. Yeah. If if you're Kyle Davidson and you and you haven't had that conversation yet, I think by second week of January, yeah, you got to sit down and be like, "All right, what what are you guys thinking?" Yeah, I mean, especially like as much as teams try to maximize the cap space by waiting until the trade deadline, you also want to make sure that like they're getting enough time with the team that by the time the playoffs come around, like they're all clicking at the same time, like everybody's on the same page, right? So it's kind of like a weird mid mid ground kind of like one maybe once you see like it as as it gets closer and as the cap space does go up for some teams maybe that we'll hear I mean we hear it every fucking week but like it's gonna be one of those like what was it uh what's Bobby Margarita's name <laughs> oh Bob McKenzie Bob McKenzie when he if you like whenever there was a huge trade announcement about to happen or anticipation so it's like oh beat. 24 hour watch for this player everybody was always 24 hour watch <laughs> like and it was just like is something actually going to happen that's what happened with like the stamkos thing where he ended up just re-signing in tampa right it's like oh he, he could be on the move he could be on the move he could be on the move 24 hours be, 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 watch out and but then you got i mean fucking nothing the rangers have obviously probably been rumored to be kane's destination i mean that's the one team that's kind of makes sense. It kind of hits all the blocks, uh, blocks for him. You got Panarin, you got hometown. I mean, Buffalo, it's not too far, yeah. all that kind of stuff. They're sitting at 43 points right now. They are tied with Pittsburgh for a wild card spot. And then what are they? I always forget which division they're. They're Metro, right? Yeah, the Metro. And they're one point out of the last spot in the division, three points back from passing New Jersey up. Yeah. It's like, do you think they're going to be one of those things where like, it's like, okay, if we're going all in and we're going to make this happen, let's fucking go all in and make this happen now. And, and guarantee. Cause if you keep it this close, I mean, he gets you wins, right? Yeah, like exactly. that's what you would say. Like, you don't want to like wait until the trade deadline and then like, okay, now we have to ramp it up and make the playoff push. Like you do it now. And then he definitely helps your team for the rest of the season. And if you're trying to, if you need to like make the playoffs, like that's what you want, right? Like it's crazy. I'm just looking at this now too. I didn't know New Jersey was three, six and one in the last 10. They've they really back. fallen back, falling yeah. back down. So like, we'll see what happens there. That's a, And that's um, another thing yeah. too. You have a team that's kind of, that was killing it. And now they're kind of, you know, faltering. Altering, showing the I mean, kind of like the late, the, the true colors of the Devils, how they've been the past couple seasons. You think you might want to strike now, get the player that's going to help put you over the edge and try to take advantage of the teams in front of you playing bad. I mean, Washington's fucking 
killing it. Nine mm-hmm. and one in their last ten. Holy shit. Pittsburgh's doing really good. It's insane how close the Metro is. Second to six is separated by four points. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, because the Islanders are right there, too, and they're going to be knocking yeah. on the door as well. And who knows? Maybe Islanders are calling about Kane, too. Because that hey. still technically checks off boxes. The only thing. It's just not original six. You don't have the line mate. Like yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the guy. Yeah. Also, I mean, I mean I... Barzell, him and Barzell, but those are two playmakers, right? So. Right. Yeah, Barzell's not fucking scoring goals this year, Dick. Except for the time I fucking pitch <sighs> him, and then he would decide he wants to score. But whatever, I digress. Um, but no, yeah, that's. I think January is going to really be the time you got to really start taking some more trade rumors seriously. I still yeah. take still take them with a grain of salt, but. I think you could buy into them a little bit more than you could in October or November or even fucking August when pots were in full-blown tank mode already, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think we're, it's going to be very interesting coming up here. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Um, one of the things I wanted to just point out is they have that Canada road trip you're talking about. Like, what are the chances that when they play Vancouver, Colin uh, Delia's in that? Oh my God, I would love that. And that would be one that I kind of wish the Hots would light him up just because everybody's like, oh, the Hots fucked up. I let him go. It's not, it's not going to, not going to be what happens. No. <laughs> it's, it's the revenge tour of everybody. They're going to end up playing Wyatt Kalnuck. And, oh, fuck, what was his name? Oh my God. <laughs> the other defenseman that we traded to them for Ch- Jason Dickinson. Stillman, Riley Stillman. They're going to each I get a point. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's how we got Dickinson. I for, totally forgot about that, dude. That yeah, feels like three years ago. <laughs> that was like September seventeenth. Holy shit! Well, here speaking of revenge tour, is it only a revenge tour if the team beats the Hawks? I mean, uh, everybody has, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because Boquist first game back. Oh well, he wasn't. This wasn't this off season though. He wasn't like let go or traded this offseason. I just, I mean, I just always feel anybody that leaves the Blackhawks just get holy shit. I just, I don't want to talk about it in a second here, but damn. Damn. It was October 7th, not September 17th. <laughs> so close. That was close. It was very close. But all right. Um, Anything else? Hawks talk? I got nothing. Um, if there's one good thing that you should take away as a Hawks fan from this season so far is the fact that they're really good at face-offs. Yes. Um, Don't look go, at it. Yes. If you, yeah, if you go on NHL's actual website and go to their team stats, and you can filter by certain stats. Hawks are number one in face-offs in every, basically almost every situation, even strength, power play, shorthanded. They only lack in offensive zone face-offs and neutral zone face-offs but they're destroying and or like they're amazing in defensive zone face-offs so pretty much every situation like the hawks are really fucking good at winning face-offs and that should be hopefully something they can just continue to do but i mean a majority of that is probably because jonathan taves and max domi are just killing it this year too but yeah if there's one thing that you can say the hawks are good at it's fucking face-offs yeah, 
Um, and I just checked in. Let's talk about the World Juniors here first because I just checked in on the Canadian Germany game. Oh yeah. It currently is eleven to two. Um, How many points does Bedard have? I'm adding that up right now. Oh. He was at three, four when we before we started. He has got three goals, four assists. Jesus Christ. Um, Colton Dock has an assist. Oh, cool. And then Kevin Korch, Korchinski has two assists. Hey. And Fantelli is also has an assist. But Damn. everybody has been talking about Bedard, and if there was any question of if if he was ready to make the jump to the NHL next year, like if, if he was going to be one of those guys that you might want to keep in juniors for one more year, every single hockey expert has said he is ready. His shot yep. is NHL ready. His hockey IQ is NHL ready. And seven points in this game plus one goal in the first game, which they ultimately lost. But still, this kid, oh my God, if you were doubting if it was worth being this bad in Chicago for a shot at this kid exhibit Z because through whatever <laughs> yeah. has already been shown. Like this is just the, the, the cherry on top right now to show how fucking good this kid is. They're also playing I mean, Germany. So, I mean, to be fair, Germany, like historically isn't like terrible. That's the thing. It's, it's, how, this is how they respond after actually like being upset by the Czech team five to two, and everybody's saying like, "Oh, like they tried to get too pretty with like the Michigan attempts." They're but, up, yeah, when they're only up one nothing. I mean, I just don't. I don't see how you can be upset about those because, in reality, now like that's a good scoring chance. Like if you have the skill. It's basically like taking a fucking shot. Like you're yeah. just you're taking a shot at it, and there's like fifty nine and a half other minutes in the fucking game. Like if you're not gonna win and you want to blame those two like situations, then you're insane because they should have smoked them in the entire rest of the fucking game there. But they gave up three goals on like fifteen shots, with a few of them coming off of like one power play or some shit. I did love though that it was both Bedard and Fantelli that tried yeah. to do it, and it's it's just right there a little bit of bragging rights, you know, like anything you can do, I can do better. But Bedard, neither of them guy. got it. Yeah, neither one got it. Um, there Bedard is though, from what I've seen so far, he's the clear cut number one. Like there yeah. is, it's Bedard, and then it's everybody else. Like it is insane how good this kid is. God, man. I mean, his response alone, seven points currently after that game, too. Like, that's like one of those things that if your team loses a game, I'm sure he's going to end up having a huge response the next game. And that's somebody you, you can clearly build around. Chexia, or you say it, is uh, they're tearing it up now. They won their second game, nine nothing. Uh, U.S. Yeah, U.S. beat Latvia five to two to open it up, and then they got upset six to three to Slovakia. Uh, today, and I I think it was like three goals and like a really a short three, span. Yeah. But it was three hard. goals it's, in three minutes. It's in hard. the second period. 
Yeah, for me, it's hard to get into to Team USA when it's like there's no first of all, there's no Hawks on the team. And I think majority of the team is already drafted. So it's not like, oh, who can be a prospect for, you know, for the Hawks actually, you know, mm-hmm. potentially kind of thing. Right. Like I hate to say it, I'm more interested in Canada at this point. Sorry, bad American here, but uh Ethan Del Mastro just got a penalty for cross checking. Okay. <laughs> so hey. The only one that's not on the board is Nolan Allen, so you better figure it out somehow, kid. I don't know if he's getting the kind of ice time that everybody else is getting, but whatever. Even playing, that's a good question. No, he's playing. I don't know, but yeah. If you're not watching this tournament, I mean, tune in. It's some amazing hockey. Yeah, if you're upset with Hawks hockey and all that kind of stuff, any game in the world juniors is fun to watch blowout or not. Like it's, it's exciting and it's fun to watch. Um, hashtag get hard for Bedard. Let's go. Um, big milestone happened too, since we were recording the grade eight. You ever hear of him? Phil Kessel? No. Alex Ovechkin. Oh yeah. Phil Kessel. <laughs> Ties Gordy Howe for eight Oh one. For second all time, then passes him in the same game by an empty net. Classic, classic <laughs> Ovi. So he is now officially sole possession of second all time uh, most goals in NHL history. Has he scored since? Mm, I don't know. So he's, I mean, if he hasn't, he's 93 away from Gretzky now. Or for passing Gretzky. See, I think he. I think last time I checked, it was still ninety three away. But let's see. He is eight oh two. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, still at eight oh two. But I mean, it's it's happening, right? Like, oh yeah, there's no way it doesn't. I think that. Like he he's gonna play long enough for that to happen. He's not getting off the ice. Yeah, he's not getting off the ice until he's got the record. Yeah, right. I think the only question is, does he go for nine hundred? I would honestly make it an even nine hundred. Yeah. Why not? I mean, depending on how quickly he does it, like he might just be like, okay, cool, and then I'm gonna finish the season. So <laughs> I still like the idea of him getting uh eight ninety five skating to center ice, putting his gloves and stick down at center ice, and just gets off the ice and gets on a plane right back to Russia. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I do it. Fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> you said and, you would. Just do yeah. it. And it's even better too that he did it wearing the uh, the reverse retro jersey, which. Right. I was looking for it now to pick one up, and he can't find it anywhere. I of course not. Fucking idiot! Every time I find a reverse retro, I like I wait too long. But yeah, Ovi second overall. And, and it, I mean, the cool thing too was that like Winnipeg stayed out on the ice after the the game and yeah. shook his hand as well. Because it's like it's teams and players have got to realize like what they're witnessing is is crazy like it's not gonna happen again for a long time right like i don't even know who would be on pace currently if it's either like mcdavid or dry or 
or even Austin Matthews, but even if it's one of them on pace, like it's still not going to happen for a, 10 years, 10 plus years to, for them to even get close. Right. Yeah. I mean, the next active player is Sidney Crosby with 536. Right. And he's not going to be hitting it. Stamkos is four ninety seven. He ain't gonna do it. Balkin, <laughs> Eric Stahl. He drives. I'm just saying, like pace know, wise, I'm, right I'm, now. So like, I know I'm just like, going down the list to try to see like the youngest guy. Like Drysaddle has two seventy five in five hundred ninety four games. I I feel like either him. McDavid's got 270 in 523 games. Austin Matthews. Um, got 276 and 442. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the closest pace currently. Damn, he's at 276 and 442. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, other than that, maybe if like he could potentially hit 300 this year if he has a really strong rest of the season. I mean, he's got more than half of a season to go. He's only at 17 goals, 34 or 24 goals he needs to get 300 this year. I mean, that's that's like right. Holy his- shit! I mean, here's the crazy thing: Jason Robertson. He's the problem is he's already 23, but he's got 82 goals in 164 games. Dude, his numbers are like up with McDavid at the same <laughs> he time. Scores, he scores, yeah, he scores a goal every two games Yeah, <laughs> on average right now. Fuck, man. It's a freak, man. Yeah, came out of nowhere. He's so good. Jealous. I hate Dallas, man. I don't hate Dallas, but it's like I do because it's like they get fucking. I just, I, I'm, I'm so jealous of that draft. Like, yeah, it's insane. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I got nothing else, man. Right. Like, there's, I mean, Winter Classics coming up. It's going to be in Fenway. It's on the second, not on the first, like it normally is. I don't know if, no, it was it on the second last year. No. I don't even remember who played in it last year. Last year was. I don't even know why I'm trying to guess. I have no idea. I, I was I was hoping you'd be able to pull something out of your ass there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh versus Boston. Wow. <laughs> like, sure. It oh, wasn't... it was St. Louis, Minnesota. Oh, okay. I think I didn't pay attention had, to that game. Minnesota had the awesome setup. Yeah. With the, with the tan. I actually have a pair of their gloves that they used in those. Because I like the color. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say is that I don't think Flurry was there yet. No, it was before. God, he would have had a sick setup. Oh, did you see? Was it recently when they were wearing the reverse retros? I saw a highlight, and his setup that he had was so nasty. Oh, and dude, Mark Andre Flurry and good goalie setups. I mean, it's goes hand in hand. Like. Yeah. The day he has a bad goalie set up is probably the day it's like, dude, you might just need to retire, man. Call yeah. it a career. You can't. You're not. You're not <laughs> gonna have your best stuff anymore. But God speaking damn. of winter classic, we we had no idea who last year's was, but we might know who next year's is. The rumored 
2024 Winter Classic. Seattle versus Vegas in Seattle. So screw all you other 30 teams. The two new guys get the game. Yeah, right? So weird. Can't complain. Anybody that doesn't like that, you can't complain that because you cry that, oh, the same teams get it every year. There you go. You got somebody new. Well, no, I met my team. They need it. Shut up. Nobody cares. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to is really hoping for a Winter Classic anymore. It's it's a cool game. I guess, I mean, we're probably just tired because the Hawks were in so many outdoor games. It's just oversaturated though now, too, because they do the stadium series. They do the Heritage. Yeah. Like it's just well, they've they've done the Heritage Classic for a while. No, I know. I'm just saying though, like the there's yeah, there's just so many. I think they I forgot. Did they announce next year's Heritage Classic? Mm, it, I feel like they did, but I don't remember. Uh, Oilers to host the Flames. Wasn't that the same like the first one? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like who hasn't. Oh no, it was Oilers over Montreal in the first Heritage Classic in November of 2003. Like, who's the most surprising team to not have a Winter Classic? Ooh, um... I honestly can't even think of like who else had them so far. <laughs> Minnesota's had one. St. Louis has had one. To have a winter classic or an outdoor game? A winter classic. Because the winter classic is like the I always forget when the stadium series games happen. Yeah, because I think um, there's one this year with Carolina and Washington. Oh, weird. Like a navy base or something. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's typically I don't feel like it's always <laughs> the same I, teams. I feel like the 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 winter classic should be original six. Because mm, they no. go, because they go for the whole old school New, effect. New like, Jersey hasn't been in one, or maybe Islanders the, haven't been in one. Maybe Columbus the hasn't been seven in expansion one. teams too. I don't know. I feel like newer teams should get the Buffalo, stadium series. Florida, Ottawa, Montreal. I'm surprised Montreal hasn't had one. When Toronto's been in one, no, Montreal's been in one. Never mind. Yeah, they, they were. Played, they played against the Boston against Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Florida and Tampa Winter Classic, twenty twenty five. Yeah, get it. They play on that synthetic ice that they. Because <laughs> like, you know Boston, Toronto, Detroit, Buffalo, Montreal's all head on. Anaheim, uh, San Jose, Flyer. I mean, they played in uh stadium series, didn't they? Yeah. Just give one more to the Hawks. I don't know the teams that have. I I think all the teams that I would expect. Colorado, maybe. Oh yeah, they haven't been one. No, they've only been stadium series, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody yeah, in the so, so far, it's only been Boston, Chicago, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Rangers, Washington, Detroit, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, Montreal, Toronto, Minnesota, Nashville. All right, well, if you made it this far in the episode, I want to know what your <laughs> Winter Classic matchup would be. Yeah, that's how we're ending it. Yeah. All right, so that's episode 206. Tanner, what do you want to call it? 
Um, I want to. How could we do like? Hopefully, there's a Staylock versus Bennington. <laughs> um. Shit. How much is Staylock v Bennington? And then question mark. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like maybe. You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Bennington. That's what we're that's what I'm hyped for. Question mark, question mark. All right. So make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Um, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, watch us on YouTube, uh, five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And yeah, happy new year. Um yeah. I'd like to say things are going to get better, but it's not. It's it's not. It's going to be the same, if not worse. But Right. The most we can hope for is more first-round picks. The most we can hope for in 2023 is Connor Bedard in a Chicago Blackhawks uniform. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. That's it. All right. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCV Podcast. Hey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jeremy and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.